Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, listeners. Hello, listeners. How are you today? Today. Today being a day, and it ends with why. And we could still call this the Trady Ronacast. It's just not daily. No, it's no longer the daily Trady Ronacast. It's the it's, G'day. I don't, even, today. I don't even think I want to call it the Trady Ronacast because like a lot of people, especially those in Victoria, G'day to all those in Melbourne, uh, pretty sure everyone's sick of the Rona. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, should we even go there, the poor part? <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'm the rest of Australia talking about how hard they have it whilst we're all still sunning away at the beach on holidays. <laughs> yes. I'm seeing lots of uh, Queenslanders doing some really fun stuff uh, and New South Welshmen as well, actually. Well, we've um, got a few of our drawing board members are away this week, aren't they? We've even paused our... Meeting yeah. for the first week in the holidays. Well, that's the first week in New South Wales, second week in Queensland. But we've put them on pause for a week so everybody can go in and enjoy themselves, which is Take lovely. A break. Mm. Fancy that. Fancy taking a break from your business. That's nice. You did really well there. <laughs> and, I mean, even if you're not going to take a week off, imagine if you could get back hours every weekend or some weekends to spend with the fam bam or – go to the footy club can you go to the footy club yet in queensland i think we're back to contact sport um the youngest son plays rugby and last weekend was his first training session where they were allowed contact again so i think any day now we'll be right back to football there'll be some hard tackles at those first sessions back hey (laughs) he did injure his shoulder um (laughs) i'm not surprised on the thursday before uh, no the tuesday before because they were doing a a a run, drop, roll, and, of course, everyone's forgotten how to do things safely and well, <laughs> really done football training all this year. That's, that's a long time. Lots of soft bodies and angry young men taking it out on each other. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. Well, well, it wouldn't matter uh, if we were allowed to do stuff anyway in Tassie because we're shut. Tassie's closed. Closed <laughs> for winter? And oh, yeah, and we'll be for a while. And that's the thing. It's so damn cold down here that you wouldn't want to run around on the footy field and smash into each other because I think your skin would be like frozen on the surface and it really hurt. <laughs> I reckon they still play sport down there. I reckon oh, they do. in the middle of winter, nuts. the locals wouldn't have a problem with it at all. No, the, the AFL season is, is big down here. That's that's the big sport. Is that right? I didn't know that. I know that we play down there um, at least one game every year, sometimes a couple, ordinarily. Yeah. Uh, when I yeah. say that, I mean the AFL do. Um, we, I didn't know it was your team, a you mean. Sport of choice. <laughs> My sport. The Cox Crusaders. <laughs> no, AFL's big. I think uh, the proximity to Victoria has meant that it's pretty much become the state sport is AFL and uh, and in summer it's cricket. Oh, that's fascinating. Do you like either? I actually enjoy both of those sports. So you like to take some time out of your week to 
peruse some of those sports from time to time? Well, I actually said to the Misso yesterday or the day before that I would really like to take her to an AFL game because she's never been oh. and has no idea what the rules are. <laughs> you have to take her in, you, it's worth waiting. Take her in Victoria. Don't take her anywhere but Victoria. There's something quite special about the atmosphere and it must be a Collingwood game because there's nothing quite like going to a Collingwood game in Victoria. I went, I went to a, a game at the G between Collingwood and the D's, the Demons. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I was worried for my personal safety. We went there was for, lots of shouting. We did the same. I think well, it might have been um, Collingwood and Hawthorne perhaps, but still two Melbourne teams, and it was oh, terrifying. I've never seen so much security at a ground, and we were giggling about it at the beginning because obviously being Brisbane supporters, poor old Collingwood supporters, cop a pretty bad rap. Um, but when you show up and it is like that and it is there is security everywhere in a way I've never seen before, you begin to think, oh, my goodness, what have I gotten myself in for? <laughs> and it turns into exactly what you thought it was going to be. And it's bloody terrifying but very funny. Yes. Um, so, no, the Hawks play down here in Launceston. Um, yeah, because they've got all the signage and stuff in town. Now, I don't know if this is Launceston Hawks or – if it's actually Hawthorne is like, you know, sister ground or some bloody thing because you know how all the clubs got swallowed up by each other. Yes. Anyway, I thought it would be great to go to an AFL game when they're playing again, but no. that would mean I'd need time off and that's just sometimes that's a bit hard, Coxie. Well, especially when you're sitting up all night quoting or you're spending all weekend on the paperwork or you're doing all of those things that we all get stuck doing in business, right? Yeah, and I I uh, was reading an article about sleep and blue light and screen time and how bad that is for your health, like, you know, in terms of cancer rates and diabetes and heart disease. Like, there's there's big links back to how much time you spend in front of a screen at night um, and under artificial lighting. So, it's a bit worrisome. And if, if you're listening to this and you're wondering where the hell we're going with this, this would pretty much be a typical episode then. Uh, <laughs> But so many of you are sitting in front of a laptop or an iPad or a computer into the night and on the weekends and especially at the moment during winter, there's a bit more darkness, so there's a lot more artificial light. It's really bad for your health, um, spending all that time quoting especially, uh, but it's bad for a whole bunch of other things. It's bad for your relationships and your happiness and your mental health and it's bad for your business too, Coxie, to be honest. Of course it is. You can't be working to capacity when you're exhausted because you've done a full day on the tools and then you're coming home and still quoting or you're paperworking or whatever it might be at night time. That's neither good for yourself, for your business or for your relationship, as you've just said. No. So uh, that's all really depressing. <laughs> no, because we can fix it. Well, that's the cool part is if, you, if you're listening and going, yeah, right, so that's me, but whatever, like that's just how it is in business. Well, it's not. I'll tell you that now. And, yeah, but I, don't, I can't change it because, you know, it's really busy at the moment. It's like, well, that's not true either. And I can say that because like some of those drawing board members who are off having a, a week's holiday at the moment, like I saw a photo of a wife and a husband and their kids at the beach um, at and the same time, together. At the same, <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, and it wasn't photoshopped. No. Um, 
and oh, I'm sure the phone gets checked occasionally, but it was funny because the wife got in trouble for logging on. And <laughs> the, husband, the husband sprung her on the on the phone checking emails and he told her to log off and put it away. There's one for the books. But it's true. Yeah, yeah. You can make that time in your business. It might be a daunting thought right now if you haven't put some of those steps in place, but you really can make that time. You do not need to be chained to your business. You are not meant to be the biggest tool in your business at all. You're meant to work with a business owner who's able to step out and take some time, who's able, and that time doesn't have to be, it doesn't need to be holidays, but it might actually be a weekend. It might be Saturday and Sunday with your family or take some time out with one of your friends or a group of mates over the weekend. It's essential for you, for your mental health, for your business success to structure your business so that that can happen. And we're here to tell you today that it can. Yeah, and I, I want to make the distinction, listeners, that when we talk about making time, it's actually more like we all have a fixed amount of time, right? I think we're all smart enough to know that. Mm-hmm. It's not that some people are just able to make 27 hours in a day and sneak in a few extra ones there. Um, it's just how we use the time and it sounds simple and it is, but it's not easy to do that. And so it's it's being mindful of where you spend your time and how long you spend on particular tasks like quoting. And when it comes to quoting especially, it's probably one of the areas that people spend the most time on and it, and it seems to be the biggest time suck for tradies. And the simplest way to improve that and get some time back to put into other areas is to stop quoting so much. Duh. <laughs> Duh, was. So, I've got enough work, Warwick. What do you mean stop quoting so much? <laughs> so here's the thing. If you don't know the answer to this question, listeners, you need to go and find out. Feel free to share it with us. I know you won't because it's too hard to go and, you know, put the phone down and log on to Facebook and send us a DM and all that stuff. I dare you to do that and prove me wrong. <laughs> Work out how many quotes you did in the last, I don't know, four weeks, if you can think back that far, if you've got records. If you don't have records, think back as far as you can remember how many quotes you've done. And then work out how many of those turned into jobs. And there you've got yourself a magical number called a conversion rate. It's a percentage. And if that number is less than, I'm going to say less than 60%, maybe even less than 50%, I'll be generous. Mm. If you're not winning more than half of your quotes, you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time. Oh, that's a pineapple. That's going to not be well people, but that is the truth and it's such a foreign concept for tradies because we're not taught this. We all come from either working with our fathers or our mothers in some cases or working with another older tradie who has shown the same pattern that so many of us fall into. We have to quote every single snippet of work that comes across our desk to ensure that we get enough work, but it's not working. Nope. So if you're... If your conversion rate that I just told you how to work out is less than 50% or it's 50% or less, more than half of the time you spend quoting is an absolute waste. You're pissing in the wind. Or 
<laughs> Someone stuffed that saying up the other day. <laughs> <I'll say who. laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, you're wasting your time, and I know you're frustrated, and because there's lots of comments in the group about how frustrating this is, and I'm frustrated too. I'm frustrated for you, listeners. I'm frustrated for you wasting all of that time because Coxie and I have so much cool stuff that can help you actually improve your business. And one of the biggest reasons people don't do more of what we offer is because of the good old, I don't have time. I'm too busy. Busy doing what? Quoting. But you're quoting for people that aren't actually going ahead with you. So how does that make any sense? So let's have a really brief overview of what it looks like to do a quote for somebody when you've got a good sales process in place because that's essentially what we're talking about today, isn't it, Warren? Yes, and I think that language, is it's really important that we break this down in this episode and that's why we're doing this, listeners, because Coxie and I talk about sales process all the time, sales process, sales process, sales process. You need to have a sales process. Sales process is the answer to everything and I see a few eyes glaze over when I say, how's your sales process? And that means different things to different people. So Nicole, being the articulate, excellent communicator that she is, is about to explain this in ways that I can't. <laughs> I love the way you just drop me and run. And I can't see anymore, so I can't even give you the stink eye across the screen. <laughs> you just feel it radiating through the microphone. Have you got it? Are you feeling it? Are you getting this? Oh, I don't need to. It's six degrees and raining here, so um, you win. <laughs> yeah. It, look, but, the most important part of, sorry, Warwick, a sales process is just the consistency. So you're getting the same result or a very similar result every single time. That's the, the big part of why we bang on, I uh, guess, getting that in place. Now, one of the things that we hear consistently about a sales process is I don't have time or I'm too busy to sit down and do the work involved to create a sales process. What if I told you it's actually really quick and easy to create a sales process and, yeah, there'll be a little bit of work in setting up some emails and some responders and some auto texts and that kind of stuff. But once it's done, it's done forever. And then, therefore, every time you go into a quote, you're having the exact same procedure as you have done before. So you not only are you being consistent, you know exactly what to do. You're avoiding objections or stress or drama from the client because it's the same process you've used from everybody else. And you're giving them an opportunity to put their hand up and say, you know what, I'm not sure this is right for me. Or better still, you get to choose, you know what, I don't think this client's for me and you can step out of that. So the, the biggest part of the sales process is actually the screening. It's ensuring that we're getting the right people attracted to our business and that they have the money to spend, they're in the position to spend, that we're likely to win the quote, and then we move forward with the rest of the process in which we're educating them and nurturing them, creating a relationship so that it's a no-brainer by the time we present our quote or our proposal. You almost know by that point 100% that they're going to say yes because you've done that work beforehand. And that work isn't complicated. It's not hard. It's a couple of extra touch points, touch points meaning couple of times extra you are communicating with that client or potential client. It's not a hard thing to set in place. It's just knowing how to do it. And it's it, it's one of those things that's like uh, that I can't think of right now, which is unlike me to be stuck for a metaphor or a simile <laughs> or 
<laughs> some weirdo example. Maybe it's your um, secret superpower, or maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> the first thing that came to mind was the turbo on my uh, on my jalopy. Mm-hmm. The faster you spin it, the faster the car goes, which makes it spin faster. It's like that that self fulfilling um, force. Yes, where when you put a sales process in place and you learn to screen inquiries better that frees up your time which means you're actually giving more of your best to the people who are more likely to buy from you which means you convert more of them at a higher rate which means you spend even less time quoting tire kickers and so then you're able to spend more time giving more of your best on the job and to your team and it just it's this upward spiral um i'm waving my arms around here in the studio coxie and it it just it's that knock-on effect, but it's it's growth at a growing rate. You know, it's an improvement at an improving rate. So it just it gathers more and more momentum as you do that more and more until, like you said, it's that formality or lay down misere if you're a card player. You just about feel like you're turning up to appointments and you don't even need to say anything because people are like, great, so when can we start? Yeah, and it's a really common side effect when people start to implement a sales process. And the other common side effects are things like getting reviews or, you know, putting referral programs in place at the end of your sales process mm. and a whole bunch of new work that's already pre-qualified is coming through to you. Part yep. of that are the not-so-negative side effects to a sales process. And when I say to you that there are extra touch points involved, it just this is a process that's pretty well nearly all automated. There are periods of time in which if you don't have the software yet set up so that you can automatically send out answers or information or education, you can still have them sitting within your inbox that you then just copy, paste and send to that client at the scheduled times. We can help you with all of that. But within You're writing an email once and once only and you're reproducing that time and time again. And that email is one touch point of your sales process. And then there'll be a script for a telephone call. Now, I know every time I say this to a trader who's never used a script before, they roll their eyes and they think it's the most wanky thing in the world. Sure, it's going to feel a little pineapple-y for the first couple of times you use it, <laughs> but you'll really quickly fall into the script and use it really authentically. And it doesn't need to be hard and fast and sticky. It can just be quite fluid and talking in your own natural language and about the things that you know best so that you're able to inspire and educate them whilst making a connection with them, which is the most important part of what you're doing in selling. So those scripts become an invaluable part of what you're doing. And, again, you're only writing them once. Once they're written and set in place, you then understand, okay, now is the time to send the text message that I already have in drafts. And now's the time that I need to send the email that I already have in drafts. And now's the time that I use this script with this sales call that I have sitting on my computer so I can talk through it as we go. It is incredibly simple, but it is just setting up, I guess, the framework for you then to follow along. And I cannot tell you the amazing results some of our drawing board members are getting. We've helped them tailor their own sales processes and their results are ridiculous. Like we have um, Amy from Touchwood Trees who's had 10, 10 new reviews in the last two weeks since using a new template that they've thrown into their sales process. 10 reviews. It's incredible. A very quick turnaround, great result, and that can be duplicated time and time again for every business in their own way. And one of the things I love about this whole process and scripts and systemization of your quote uh, process is you can delegate 
chunks of it to other people. Yes, even better. Um, so, you know, if you get yourself a, an office person or a marketing assistant or a partner, <laughs> go find a wife that can uh, that can do some of it. But jokes aside, you can actually delegate bits of it easily and free up even more time for, I don't know, fishing, footy, whatever you like. Your wife. How about your wife? Oh, yeah, your wife. That's right. Spend more time with your wife. No, she's busy running the sales process and signing up all the new clients. But it's really true. So much of it doesn't actually need to be done by you. And that, that again, is a foreign concept. We are conditioned to think as consumers that we need to talk to the tradie, and yet there's so much more success when the tradie is the last person in the sales process that they speak to, when they're speaking, getting educated by other people in the business, when the wives, dare I say it, in this case, as we've seen several times in the drawing board again this week, sorry to keep referencing it, but these changes are being made right now, Um, the wives are taking the phones off the husbands. I did it as a builder's wife. I don't know how to build a house. I don't know Mm. how to build a house. But I knew how to run a business and I knew how to delegate and direct and give information to the people that were on the phone, which meant my trainee was able to go and do what he needed to do and actually be effective and productive in his work. Same can be said for you in your sales process. You don't need to be the sole person in the sales process. In fact, if you are, it's redundant and it's hurting your business. Now is the time to look at doing it a different way. And guess what? It's going to get you hours back to spend doing the things that you love, whether it's spending time with your family, going to the football, fishing, surfing if you dare in winter, whatever it is that you like to do, you can have some time back every week to do that. Or you can have time back to spend doing other things on your business rather than in your business. There's a novel idea. Yeah. Uh, So don't have time. I don't think so. I think what you don't have is a sales process. Absolutely. You don't don't have a way to choose how you spend or invest your time better. So there you go. Pretty straightforward. Um, It does involve hard work. Um, You'll have to make some, I don't know, choices or decisions about uh, who you work with and who you don't. But uh, it, it can be really, like, I don't know, enjoyable <laughs> to run your business again. So um, it is all in the trade desk. Uh, if you're not a member, then you should go and have a look because, honestly, for 49 bucks for your first month, you could actually go and get the entire thing we've just talked about the sales process, the scripts, the whole shooting match, and go and implement it in your business. And not only that, you can actually talk to a bunch of people who have already done it who hang out in the private group. So, um, But be that as it may, uh, we've got some more stuff coming at you this month, Coxie. We do. On this particular topic to, to really help you out. We really do. Next week we're going to write a blog post um around a sales process to start to get you thinking and ready and prepared to create your own. Do mm. a webinar because we love a good webinar or a web class or a web learning or a session with Coxie and Wallace. Either way, we're doing one on Friday the something of this month. <laughs> Friday the something of something. Uh, last Friday in July, is that right? That's great, 24th. 
It's the 24th, Friday the 24th from 3 p.m. In the next couple of days, we will be throwing up an event on Facebook where you can register so that you can join us for that webinar and we will take you through how to create your own um, sales process right there live on a Friday afternoon. And then if you're really lucky, we might even let you into our member-only drinks. How about that? That could be better. that out there. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but the private bar. It is the private bar, but you're allowed to step up because you you kind of entered the door and filled out the little sheet you need to fill out like when you go to the <laughs> Sounds great. So you can so, um, no, no excuses, gang. Uh, we've got some free content coming at you. If you don't want to wait for all of that, you can go jump into the Trade Desk now and get access to it. Just go to the website and you'll find the Trade Desk info there. Um, but otherwise, stick around uh, in the Facebook group um, and stay tuned for the details on the webinar. Um, as Coxie said, there'll be a blog post going up. I should probably write a blog post for a change. Well, it has been a recurring task in the calendar for the last mm, month, maybe. That would be a novel idea, wouldn't it, Coxie? Okay. Um, <laughs> but but we, want to, we want you to stop quoting for people who aren't actually right for you and who aren't serious about working with your business. And we'd like you to spend more time improving your business, of course, but more than that is hanging with the family or looking after your health or, uh, I don't know, knitting some socks and sending them to me in Tasmania where it's cold. You need some good socks. But let's not forget too, if you're ready to level up and play a bigger game in your business, come and talk to us about the drawing board. We have got another board ready to kick off in August now. So mm. if, you're keen, if you're ready in your business, doesn't matter whether you're the tradie, you want your tradie partner to come along, whether it's a husband and wife, whether it's just the wife, it doesn't matter. We have space for all of you in various boards. Now is the time to look at levelling up in your business. Let's not make excuses. Let's not procrastinate. Let's just make a choice that makes our lives better. That sounded really um, like I wanted to give you a hug, Nicole. Because I cuddle everyone. Make our lives better. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully that's been valuable and woken you up a bit. And now that you're woke, you can do something about it. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out. Um, drop us a DM if, you, uh, if you're ready to play a bigger game. We can chat to you about your options there with the drawing board. Uh, otherwise, we'll have another episode coming at you soon. We've got some cool guests lined up, some more real tradey stories. Um, guy with a dog food business who's also a tradie um, that Coxie doesn't know who I'm talking about, but we'll, we'll get him on the show. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, stay tuned. And uh, thanks for all your support and all your comments. And thank you for letting us know that it's not daily anymore. You're correct. <laughs> It's not, and I'm sorry to those who are depressed. We're getting quite a bit of feedback. <laughs> back. I'm sorry, team. We will, we'll attempt to do more. I don't think the daily's going to work forever. It's a lot of work, particularly for work. It's been quite a bit of time editing and uploading. Well, we've, we've appreciated uh, everyone's patronage and support while we have been doing it. So um, enjoy the ones we do have, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Hooray. Hooray. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.